and we're back with another episode of the Carolina Snowflakes podcast in our milking lol cow series about Chris Chan, our pal Christian Weston Chandler. I don't know if I'd call him a pal, but our subject. <laughs> our, our subject. Yeah, because if you remember where we just sort of last left off, I got to introduce myself. Yeah. What's your name? I'm your host, Jason. And I'm Amanda. And yeah, this is the Carolina Snowflakes podcast, and we're on part four of our uh, series here on, on Chris Chan. And if you remember where we where we sort of left off, Solid Chris was warring with Liquid Chris. <laughs> you remember the, the, yes. the hilarious videos? Uh-huh. They were fighting over the girl Casey. Mm-hmm. He was mad at Vivian G for selling his merchandise overseas, supposedly. Mm-hmm. And he had put on Cherokee makeup to try to curse people. Which came off as really racist and insensitive. Right. Because he says he's part Cherokee. That's kind of where we left things off. It was a, it was an awkward <laughs> what, spot. What a cliffhanger. We're just going to pick it right up, not dilly-dally, <laughs> and see where we're at now. Okay. So now we're talking like later October of 2009. And Chris makes like... At this point, if you remember, 2009 YouTube was very music-oriented. Like It was the Wild West of YouTube. You could... You could put music in all of your videos and nobody cared. There was no copyright claims back then. Mm, so there's yeah. a lot of videos that happen around this point that ha- that where Chris puts music in the background or it's like musical. And so to you can still view them, but I, I can't play them on the podcast because they, they will take it down immediately. Yeah, we'll get flagged and get in trouble. So first in this series of musical videos, Chris makes a, a video explaining like with mostly Aerosmith songs, he makes a video trying to explain to Liquid Chris like, how Casey's in love with him and not Liquid, which is really, really funny because he's using the cliche Aerosmith songs of like, loving an elevator. And like he works them into his speech, the names of the songs, and he like has to pause and change the tracks. It's really funny. <laughs> and then uh, Liquid and, and he decide that they're going to have a contest to decide who the real Chris Chan is. And it's going to be like a sing song contest. And they each back and forth make hilarious videos singing songs it's funny because liquid chris is actually really talented and Mm. good at singing yeah and it's really funny because he makes a rap video where he raps eminem's my name is but like he changes the words out to make fun of chris and it's actually really really good like he's he's very skilled so that happens it's pretty interesting and funny they they each declare themselves to be the winner, and so nobody really wins. <laughs> yeah, I was wins. gonna say who who decides. Nobody wins. They suppose they they each chose three judges, and what do you know? All their judges sort of voted. Picked with, them. Yeah. So yeah. it didn't really end with a, an official victor. They each declared themselves to be the victor, which was pretty funny. I mean, how else could it end, right? Mm. So Casey asks Chris to upload like his half of singing a whole new world. From Aladdin. The real Chris or the... The real Chris. Uh-huh. And he does. And Liquid Chris does one where he sings like a lot better. And they vote on that. And Liquid Chris wins the vote and declares himself to be the tiebreaker champion. Which is also a really funny series of videos. <laughs> then Chris does something really stupid. He's, he's threatening one of the trolls that I told you about before named Clyde Cash. You remember him? He yeah. was the one who looked like a Guido, or Chris thinks he looks like a Guido. Yeah. He makes some, like, 9-11 jokes, like, with tw- Twin Towers, and is like, I'm going to cl- crash the pr- plane into you, like, 9-11, which, uh, you know, doesn't go over well. No. About, like, the Cherokee thing. Right. Doesn't go over well. People don't look too kindly on 9-11 jokes. And, you know, a lot of people use that as uh, a way to extort things out of Chris. So Casey says, like, you offended my dad because my dad saw that video and I want you to talk on the phone to him. Oh, no. And then we get a hilarious... It's like it's like an hour-long phone call 
between Chris and quote unquote Casey's, Casey's dad. dad. And it, he's clearly a troll. And he just, I mean, it's a series of, con- it's a conversation that I can't, I can't even really summarize. You just have to hear it because his dad, the dad is guilting Chris for pretty much everything in his life and like saying he's not good <laughs> enough for Casey. And Chris doesn't really have any comebacks. He's just sort of, upset by the whole thing which do you, you know, think liquid chris was the dad no no the dad was some other troll i have theories on who it was but i'm not exactly sure because kate wasn't casey actually yeah with liquid chris his girlfriend yeah they end up getting married right and it's interesting this sort of ends the liquid chris saga i'm just going to end it there there's a couple more videos but it's not really important and what's funny about liquid chris is he ended up becoming a doctor and there's pictures of him like now. Dr. Liquid Chris. <laughs> yeah. That guy <laughs> is an official doctor now and saving people's lives, which I think is really <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, we looked him up. We found a picture of him. Uh-huh. With he needs we he's wearing his little like Doctor coat. His white lab coat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he looks pretty doctory to me. He's a doctor. He was really in med school when he was doing making these Can videos. Can you imagine though, like what what if you're like familiar with all of this and you you need to go to the doctor? I know if you're some kind of and historian you go and you go to the doctor and, and you're like this Holy guy walks shit. into your exam room yeah. and you're like wait a minute I would recognize him do I don't know how many people would right but do you think he would acknowledge it and be like <laughs> yeah. yeah that was me I'm pretty sure he would he seems from his videos and everything he seems to be really smart and really talented so yeah. I think so. Um, and he, so he'll do all that and save your life, I guess. Yeah, and the, the Liquid Chris saga was relatively harmless, and it, it pretty much ends with that phone call. So, I mean, like, of all the trolls that happened to Chris, it's one of the lighter ones, and it's it's got... It's pretty lighthearted. A lot of really good content, and Chris kind of plays along a little bit. He understands that it's funny. Mm-hmm. So I think it's the it's this is the lighthearted portion, or that saga is the lighthearted portion of it. So now we're getting to late 2000, like December 2009. This is a long year, 2009 for Chris Terry. Chris starts uh, the mailbag on the CWC wiki, which is a place where fans can send him mail questions. And it doesn't doesn't go well. It's just full of troll stuff. The mailbag questions eventually lead Chris to talking about Asperger's because people ask him a lot about Asperger's. Mm -hmm. And they discover that Asperger's is a trigger for Chris. Chris does not like Aspergians, as he calls them. Aspergians. People who have Asperger's, Uh, he says they're stealing the limelight from autism and that it's not real and that it's not related to autism Uh and that like the Asperger people are basically essentially taking autism away and he doesn't like that. So the Aspergians are stealing his thunder Mm -hmm. and he doesn't like it. No, and he doesn't like it. And so once that opinion gets made, people start to bring up Asperger's a lot to Chris. because they know that it upsets and triggers him. He showed a weakness. Right. And so this guy named Alec Benson Leary, that's the troll name he goes by, creates a, a fan drawing that he sends to Chris for his his new creation of a new cartoon character named Asperchew, which is the uh, the Asperger Pokemon hedgehog. Oh. And uh, Chris gets really, really mad about <laughs> about Asperchew. He doesn't like he doesn't like the the concept at all. And Alec Benson Leary just kind of runs with it. Another troll comes in this time named Jack Thaddeus. And this guy buys all the ad space on Chris's CWC wiki. He buys all the ad space and just fills it up with dicks and gay pride ads and pickles. Now, see, I like that. Yeah, so now... <laughs> to me, that's clever. So now his wiki has all these giant ads of things that he doesn't like. <laughs> and it causes it causes him to rage against homos a lot because the... Because, as he calls them, homos. 
uh, uh, rage against gay people a lot because there's a lot of gay pride ads on there. So it was, it was a, it was a well executed troll. I mean, it worked. It got the intended result. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> Chris makes a video where he he gets tricked into thinking that some of his fans are in the hospital. This is in December 2009 as well. Chris Chris thinks that a couple of his fans are, are in the hospital, and he makes a video tributing them. The names that he gives are Dylan Klebold and Eric Harris. Oh, no. And if you don't know, that's the uh, Columbine shooters' names. Chris did not know that, and so oh. made a tribute video saying... Telling he hopes they get well or something. He hopes they get better, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. no. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a pretty... That's a pretty that's a dark one. That's mm. a dark one. But somebody did that. I don't know who. Finally, we make it out of 2009. We're in uh, January 2010. Chris, to counteract the fake ads that are on his site, decides that you know he's going to put in some some better ads, some real ads. Okay. And so he puts in ads for Coca-Cola and the movie Avatar and puts them all over the website, at which immediately Coca-Cola contacts him well, and, and, and demands a cease and desist. Yeah, because he doesn't own the yeah. rights to advertise yeah. Coca-Cola, not himself. And Chris thinks that, he, he believes that because it was free advertising, the good people at Coca-Cola would just sort of let him do it. They don't do anything But uh, like no, they did Coca-Cola don't mess around. They did nothing of the sort. Absolutely not. So he had to make yet another apology video, this one to Coca-Cola. To Coca-Cola. To Coca-Cola. I'm surprised he didn't just create his own new soda. <laughs> Yeah, right? Like he did with the Pikachu. Yeah, he could have called it like Pacoke. Pacokachu. <laughs> Pacokachu, yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't do that. That's actually a good point. So uh, this this causes the website to get taken down for a while. The Coke cease and desist. Yeah, Coca-Cola, I'm telling you, they don't yeah, mess around. They don't mess around. So now January 7th, 2010, the website comes back up with Chris's fake ad removed. But Alec Benson Leary has now bought the ads from the Jack Thaddeus guy, mm-hmm. and he changes them all to ads for Aspergue, which, <laughs> which <laughs> no. Chris Chris doesn't like. And this is the point when I would like to uh, show you a picture and get you to describe it to the audience. Every time you show me a picture, it's traumatizing. It's traumatizing, yeah. This one, I hope, isn't as traumatizing, I hope. And all right, so tell uh, tell the audience what you see in this picture here. Well, first of all, I'm happy to announce that there's no nudity. Yeah, there's no naked people. I don't in this see. One. Yeah, there's no naked bodies. It Although looks... he doesn't have pants on. Um, I don't think it matters because it's clearly like a cartoon mm-hmm. character. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so okay, I see. Okay, so it's a cartoon. Looks like a mashup between like Pikachu and Chris Chan, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's running down a hill that appears to be a cemetery. Uh-huh. And above in letters it says Aspertu, <laughs> the Amazing Tales, uh-huh. issue number zero, uh-huh. and the Pikachu mashed up version of Chris Chan says. To infinity. <laughs> yeah. He has Chris's shirt and beard. He has Chris's shirt on and the medallion. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that's how I could tell. So it's like a mashup of Sonichu and Chris Chan. Is that a cemetery? Yeah. Okay. And that is the uh, that is that is the artwork that uh, was sent to Chris that, that it then enraged him. And Alec Benson Leary starts a comic book called Aspertu, and he, and he starts putting it out so around So he actually time. really does do a... 
Uh huh. A whole commitment. A whole comment. I'm so too lazy to be a troll. (laughs) Yeah. Like I could do a little bit, like the, like the buying the ads or whatever. Yeah. Like I could do that part of things Mm -hmm. and be trolly, but like beyond that, creating a whole comic book and website. Just don't have the energy or interest. Mm Hmm. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I could go to that level to troll, and I mean, that's yeah, ridiculous. That's commitment. It, it is, and he's being creative with it, which is really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, because he did the same thing that Chris Chan did, mm-hmm. mashing up two different characters exactly. into one. This is where this is where the the part of things that I like to call the meta troll vortex starts to happen, mm-hmm. because Chris starts to write Aspertu into his comics to troll Alec Benson Leary. So now. This oh. is why I call it the meta troll vortex. This is very vortex. meta. Yeah. It, gets, it becomes what I call the meta troll vortex because it becomes trolls trolling trolls who are then being trolled back by the original troll victims. And it gets really crazy. Mm. It's like a vortex. It's like a crazy troll vortex. So Aspertu eventually finds his way into the the Chris Chan comics. Yes. Yes. Interesting. And so does Alec Benson Leary and Jack Thaddeus. So that all makes it into the into the Sonichu universe, even though it's started by somebody else completely different, which is really funny. Mm. And I needed to set all that up for this video because the video I'm going to play is basically what happens is Chris makes a bunch of reaction videos, one after another after another, every day, getting mad at these two, essentially. The, the guy who bought the ads, Jack Thaddeus, and then the second guy who bought the ads, <laughs> Alec Benson Leary and made mm-hmm. Aspertu. And Chris makes a bunch of videos, and this is the first in a series of videos that he makes, just being mad at just them. Just ranting. Uh-huh, and of course making things go worse. And it's also around this time when the Asperpedia is created, which is... which is uh <laughs> The what? The Asperpedia. It's the Aspertu version of the, the quickie. So now <laughs> Aspertu has a, its own website. It's... <laughs> No. That's like this the quickie. Is way too much commitment. I know, and just f- for the you need to know that for the setup of this video because the person he's talking to he calls him Mao. Mao is the person who runs the Asperpedia, and so ostensibly this video is directed towards him and Alec Benson Leary. This message is to Mister Mao of the goddamn Asperpedia. What ad right now? What you have up there on the quick on my Quikipedia? That's just wrong. You're the same Jack Thaddeus now, and I do not appreciate it. Either you remove your ads altogether, or I will have your head on this. I'm already having your head on this because, as much as I have a curse on, uh, I possibly have a curse on me. You. Address to Mr. Mal of the Asperpedia. Take down the ads. Or prematurely rot. Okay. Well, as you can see, that video, uh, Chris is very mad. Take down the ads or prematurely rot. (laughs) Yeah. Now we're in the Metatroll Vortex, and Chris is trying to troll back the trolls. Do you notice the curse he did there? Um, yeah, so when he got real quiet, he's like, 
quiet mm-hmm. in in the video. He was doing this like <laughs> it looks like he was casting spells mm-hmm. with his hands, mm-hmm. and then he got real loud and he like slung his hands towards mm-hmm. the camera like. That was from Dragon Ball Z, uh, uh, which is an anime, and mm-hmm. and in that they do a move called the Kamehameha or Kamehameha is what it gets shortened to, where they channel their energy and shoot it out of their hands. Mm-hmm. And Chris created the Kershehameha, which is how he curses people, and he has written about how he believes it it's real and that it works. And he has there on the on on the Sonichu dot com right now uh, on the wiki there's a whole article about his curses and the people who have fallen victim to them and then the blessings that he's given people as well so all right he believes they work mm-hmm. i do not so uh <laughs> this gets us into january 2010 like i said chris starts to attend a young person's a young adult social club and he meets a girl that gets nicknamed the wallflower he meets her they start talking on the phone it's going pretty well they they plan a date where they're going to go on uh you know on a date that's going to have Chris's parents there, obviously, but it never happens, which is probably good. I don't think the wallflower was a troll either. I think she was just a person he met out around, and she started looking him up and realized what she was stepping yeah, into. Yeah, she probably Googled him mm-hmm. or something. It was like, oh, whoa. <laughs> yeah. So then there's a conversation that Chris has on the phone with Alec Benson Leary because they're trying to negotiate taking down the Aspichu ads. <laughs> of course they are. Yeah. And so Alec Benson Leary, of course, leaks all the phone calls. Mm-hmm. So they all make it online. It has nothing to do with negotiating No, anything. it doesn't. It's about recording Chris. Yeah. And Chris admits that he believes that the, the universe, that his cartoon universe exists like, like Toontown and Roger Rabbit. And that it is a real place and those characters are really there somewhere. He believes that or at least he insists that he believes that okay. which is starting to get his break from reality which will continue like uh as you can tell he's already broken from reality he was pretty broken to begin with but this is where the the, the rip and the the fabric of space this is where he just sort of veers mm-hmm. off course yeah the metatrol vortex and the the the, the just rip in space time that happens around now because remember he's wearing sports bras doing during all this too so keep Keep that in mind. Yeah. There's a there's a, a whole conversation though that when he that he's having with Alec Benson Leary, where Alec Benson Leary points out a lot of uh, of things. Like he's he's actually trying to help him in a lot of ways, and he points out like you know, you say that that your Sonichu is just a parody of Sonic and Pikachu. Well, my Aspichu is just a parody of you. So how can what I'm doing be wrong if what you're doing is not? Mm-hmm. And that kind of puts Chris in a pickle. And then he also gets... He doesn't ma- like pickles. No, he doesn't. And <laughs> that was a good joke. Mm-hmm. It puts him in a spot where, like, Alec Benson Leary is talking about, like, you have fans, people that like your artwork, but you're not putting out artwork. Like, he would go two and three weeks and only put out one page. Mm-hmm. And Alec Benson Leary's like, look, I just started Aspertu and I put out ten pages a week. And yeah, I have a full time. it up, Chris. And I have a full time job. And, like, he doesn't really say it, but, I mean, like, this is for a troll, so if you're really trying, you need to just like try harder. He gives him a lot of really good advice, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But Chris doesn't take any of it. No. Um. It's it's a sad phone call in the sense that <sighs> I can see Alec Benson Leary was actually trying to use it as an opportunity to teach Chris how to better himself, but Chris wasn't going to take it because it was coming from a troll. I mean, why would he? I guess. So now we get to mid 2010, and Chris makes a video where he threatens trolls with uh, violence because they have. They have ruined his relationship with the Wallflower. She just cuts off contact with them, and so he is pissed off at the but trolls. But did they really? I thought you said she Googled him and decided for herself. Well, yeah, but I mean, they they were the ones who put all the bad stuff about him on the internet. 
I see. So okay. he blames them for his downfall. I thought, of that okay, relationship. I thought I thought you meant he, they like reached out to her. No, no, no one ever contacted her, and she that's her real name is is not known. She's just the wallflower. It's just a mm-hmm. person, but. He blames the trolls because obviously she Googled him and the info she saw was all troll material. And so he makes a video calling out, you know, a bunch of people. And this is where yet another troll appears who goes by the name Surf Shack Tito, which is from a TV show. It's from a kid's cartoon show. Now he believes that Surf Shack Tito like stole the wallflower from him. And he, he calls him like he calls him the N word a bunch of times in videos, which this is like the fifth time Chris has gone around calling people the N word. So again, Chris kind of deserves some of the bad because he can't seem to get past his racism. Right. Which is really, really bad because it gets, the racism's going to continue is basically what I'm saying. He calls him the N-word. It doesn't go well. Then Chris makes a dating, like ads on dating websites because <laughs> he figures that's going to that's gonna help him. Um, it's just another version of his, his uh, attraction sign basically, but he does it online. He does one on like a hookup site. He does one on uh, Plenty of Fish. He does one on okay So he Cupid. goes on, yeah. So he goes on to like what's essentially like Tinder uh-huh. or whatever. And he, he, his profile is basically what his, those signs were back mm-hmm. in college yep. where it's like, I'm a 20 something year old looking for a boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. It's the attraction female. side of the game. Yeah. yeah. He just, he's like, okay, I moved that strategy over the internet. And did he tell the trolls that he did this or did they just figure it out? Well, that's the thing. The trolls did figure it out and they found out what his profiles were and then they made some profiles to match with his. Of course they did. And this is where we get a new sweetheart. Oh no. Her name is Jackie. This, she contacts Chris through the dating website. So this makes Chris think that it's not a troll. And so Jackie's able to have her hooks in him real good for a long time. So Jackie's going to be the main sweetheart for a Right, for a because while. she's contacted him through a channel that hasn't been used... To troll him yet. ...by trolls at this point. So he's like, she must be real. Mm-hmm. This is where Chris starts losing his shit about the game place. He, he's really upset. It's been two years since he got banned from the game place. Yeah. And so he decides that... He's going to man up and he's going to go out there and he's going to go up to the game place and he's going to talk to Michael Snyder and convince him to unban him from the game place. And he also decides he's going to record it. Does not go well (laughs) at all. Michael Snyder basically tells him to get out like, dude, you got to go. Chris calls him a Jew and a dirty Jew. Oh, no. uh, As he leaves. So then again, we have Chris being racist yet again. And Michael Snyder calls the cops on him and Chris gets in trouble for trespassing. So now he, he's mad about that, and he makes some videos bitching about Michael Snyder, which does not help the situation one bit. No. And I don't know why. Well, he didn't tell his parents is the thing, and they weren't there. So Chris decided to do this on his own, apparently after having a few drinks, too, at a bar. So he goes out to a bar, has a few drinks, and then decides to go. Well, he had to get the liquid courage, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I guess so. The next thing is Jackie tells Chris... To make a video demonstrating his ability to perform oral sex. Yeah, it it, it it doesn't go really really well because Chris refuses and Jackie says she's gonna like break things off. And that's when this girl Sydney comes in, but Jackie's not gone. Sydney's just a brief <laughs> interlude. <laughs> Chris tries to become a male escort at this time. This is like <laughs> what? A little bit more in mid 2010. He starts putting out profiles on male escort services with the name Carlos Chantor. <laughs> As his name. And uh, 
His the trolls contact the mail escort service and the ads are pretty much removed so immediately. So they call and they're like, "Yeah, we'd yeah. like to hire you." So there are some remaining pictures of the ads that he put up as uh, as Carlos Chantor, which is really really funny because it's still his writing style. I I haven't talked about it much yet, but Chris writes in all caps in really random places. So his sentences will be like, "I am coming to tell you all why I think that you should not." be doing these like that's how chris writes so the trolls are always able to find him because no one else in the universe writes as weirdly as chris does Mm -hmm. and once you get a little taste of it you you can't you can't unsee where did he get the idea to do to be a male escort well he thought it would help him get laid Oh. And some of these some of these were probably planted in his head by trolls, but people these are unknown. Like it's not known what troll did that one, but somebody did mm. and people found it. So Chris gets a little better at detecting trolls around this point, so he rejects Sydney and <laughs> he's like, wait a uh-huh. minute. He he reinvests himself and he goes on to match.com and OKCupid and is like, I'm gonna reinvest in this online dating thing because I think this is the ticket. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm gonna avoid the trolls. Then this is a random thing, but in May 2010, Chris makes a video about the murder of Yardley Love, who was a University of Virginia lacrosse player who got killed by her boyfriend. His name was like something Grant the Third or something. He was a rich douchebag. Yeah, I remember, I remember like, that. I was like, Yardley, wake up. He's like a bro. Mm-hmm. Well, Chris makes a whole video ranting about it and how like he didn't deserve that beautiful girl, which is pretty weird. It's just a weird video because it's like, now we've got Chris commenting on true crime, which just came out of nowhere. I didn't see that yeah, one coming. Like, wait, wait, dude. <laughs> Did anything in this story tell you that it would come into him doing like no, true crime? No, no. Yeah, it's weird, it's but It's not it a does. cartoon, so no. Yeah. Then Chris starts going to these like Fridays after five things. Every Friday uh, in Charlottesville, they were having these like events and Chris starts going to them. And so, cause he's trying to get outside socializing. He's trying to stop. He's kind of had it with the trolls at this mm-hmm. point for the first real time where he's going to try to make an effort. Yeah. He'll come back, but he's trying to make an effort. He's like, I'm a changed person. So he goes, drinks a few beers and then decides that he needs to get a picture of Michael Snyder so that he can use it as a dartboard. And so he drives himself to the game place and again goes in and tries to take photos of Michael Snyder. The cops called and he's brought home but let off with a warning. This is like the third time he's let off with a warning. I would be freaked out Yeah, if yeah. I was Michael Snyder. Uh-huh. I would be too. It's pretty bad. And it's not, this isn't the end. This is not the end of that saga. Hmm. So just another step in the uh, in the old gameplay saga. The next thing that happens is like Chris breaks from YouTube and is like he starts doing this thing on his Nintendo DS with these flip note things and like he just won't make YouTube videos for a little while. He just sort of stops mm-hmm. for a couple of months. What he does do though is he infiltrates, he finds one of the troll forums that's that's like a forum where people gather who troll him. Oh. And uh, it's called like the trolltrain.com. <laughs> and he right. he finds that and he quote unquote infiltrates it <laughs> and he creates. But of course he has to type. Exactly. So his typing st- style is going to show up. Exactly. So he creates a profile called Janky Jenkins. People immediately realize that it's yeah, Chris from like, the very first thing who's he types. this guy? And yeah. then they're like, oh, wait. But they play along. They right. don't let Chris know that they well, know. Because they're trolls. He's there. So this really 
creates <laughs> creates an interesting situation where Chris thinks he's one-upping the yeah, trolls. Yeah, he thinks he's getting one over on them, mm-hmm. but in reality, they know exactly who this new person exactly. is. And they're just playing along. They're leading exactly. him along. Then we're getting late 2010. Chris accidentally formats his PlayStation 3, which if you don't know, formatting it erases everything. It's done. He, he can reuse it, but it's back to ground zero, back to scratch. All the games he downloaded, everything is gone. He he can't get it to work again. He's on the phone with Sony all day. PlayStation 3s are kind of expensive. They're like 500 bucks. Yeah. So he's pretty pissed. And he says he spent $4,000 on games that were downloaded on there that are just gone. He probably did. On the Troll Train website, people decide to make a, a rewards list of different things you could... If you could get Chris to do this, people were paying money. And one of the rewards oh, that's was so weird. And one of the things was if you spend if you if you get him to break his PlayStation three and burn it, then he'll they'll give you nine thousand dollars. Now this isn't real, but they post it on the troll website so that Chris will see it because they know he's in there. Uh-huh. And so Chris thinking he's being clever is like, Oh, if I get nine thousand dollars, I could buy a new PS three. Yeah, I get a new console and all the games so he puts out a video of him destroying his own playstation 3 oh no yeah only to receive no nine thousand dollars right oh yeah and barb and bob find out about it and they are pissed of course and so that creates a saga where things just oh things just start going really 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 bad downhill i'm gonna go ahead and cut it off this week because uh, next week we're going to get into the, the, the downhill things for a little while. But then All it'll pick downhill. Ba- but it'll pick back up. It will pick back up. Oh, I promise. Good. So I'm going to try to break up the downers in between episodes. With some uppers. Yeah, last time I ended on crispy and racist. So this time I thought I might end with, you know, him getting trolled and thinking he's trolling them back. By lighting just- his PlayStation console yeah. on fire. And running over it with his car. Right. And stabbing it with a screwdriver. <laughs> Etc. Oh gosh. Okay. Yeah, and so uh, that's that's kind of where we're at with with Chris right now. I just wanted to say before we wrap this episode up that it occurs to me in the telling of this story that Chris is like an unfiltered reflection of the the media he's consumed. So Chris, because of his autism and also just who he is, has absorbed mostly television, but also music and uh, anime. And other forms of entertainment. I would say, I would call that media. Yeah, he's absorbed all that media and then his parents' teachings. And he is unfiltered reflecting that back at us. And so, in all this time where we might be laughing at Chris or judging Chris for being racist, I think in the end, what Chris really is, is just all of us unfiltered. Without the glitz and the glamour, without all the bullshit, this is... This is what we put out into the world. If you want a concentrated version of the media we put out into the world thrown back at you, that is Chris Chan. That's what, it, that's what occurs to me in the telling of this story. And it will become more and more clear as it goes on that that is exactly the case. And I think that's one of the interesting things about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do you think that, that there's any weight to that or that I'm just kind of being highfalutin about this? No, I think you're correct because Chris doesn't really have a motivation to do those things or to act the way he does otherwise. Yeah, it all came from television. Well, it all came from his environment. Yeah, and so what we what got put into him is what came out. He's not really, he doesn't have the tact 
to not just be directly what he was what was put in. Yeah. As I guess is what I'm saying. And so in some ways, it's not even the story of Chris. It's the story of us. And it's pretty horrible in, in a lot of places. There's some funny parts, but it's pretty horrible. Yeah. So here we go. That does it for this week. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, next week's episode, we're going to come back with Chris Chan Part 5. Woo! We'll move on through the story. Eventually, we will make it to modern times. And I guarantee you, you won't really recognize the story by the end of it if you haven't already had your mind blown. <laughs> so tune in next week to have your mind moan more. Mind blown more. Say that again. Mind blown more. No, say so tune in next So tune in next week to have your mind blown more. Now say it not while I'm speaking. Tune in next week to have your mind blown more.